demonstrate with conviction, but also demonstrate with meaning and compassion for others. Don't be a destructive little shit and try to ruin the future for those of us who aspire to have one. What is happening? This is the Try Not To Laugh podcast. I am Brandon, and with me until he has a rage against the buffet is... Greetings, this is Andy. And we are two lifelong buddies trying to navigate this crazy world through comedy, Andy. Lately, it's been anything but a quiet riot. Isn't that correct, Andy? It's been very rageful lately. Everyone else seems to be raging. None of us can. Buffets aren't open. Makes me sad. But... You know, I, listen, to me, at the end of the day, I'm about fairness. And we were just discussing this. I'm, I'm very much about giving people a chance. They enter your life, and I, I don't want to judge. I, I want to give everybody a full chance just to be the person that they are. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to do that. So, in fact... I want the opposite to happen, and I think that there are things in place in this country like affirmative action and all the programs I think do the opposite effect of what it should do. It, to me, it adds to the fact of the divide, like meritocracy, not hypocrisy. You like that, Andy? I just farted. (laughs) Well, that's part of the cause, I guess. But in in essence, to me, the, the only way that true equality can actually happen is if there was a level playing field. So the opposite has to occur. Take, take everything off of the table, right? If anyone wants to be anything, phenomenal. Show everyone that you can actually do it better or exceed expectations. And then I'd be glad to give anyone the job that they want. Heck, I don't care. Any, any color can be anything. Any gender could be anything. I don't care. Show me, you know, put a sniper rifle in their hand. If they can shoot someone dead in the eyes ship them off man i want them defending my country i don't care i'll i'll sit back here and cheer on like a little <laughs> like a little cheerleader rah, rah, it's <laughs> my saying is meritocracy not hypocrisy that's my new slogan what do you think oh, i like that like that's a good one meritocracy is like the one noun that really rhymes with hypocrisy and it works thank you Thank you. I had a lot of I actually had a lot of hard time with that, but I made it work. And so let's fast forward through everything that everyone knows. And I think the real, I guess, drama started with the Rodney King beating, I guess. Right. You had the, the Rodney King beating. You had the Ferguson happening. And by the way, uh, Ferguson got his first black female mayor. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I think Ferguson happened where was that where he was on a train and he uh they told him to get off. Was that it? Ferguson. No, that was the one where it was like it was two guys and one of them claimed that the cop grabbed him through his car window by his neck and yes. then he reached okay. for his gun and then the cop shot him. OK, well, if you sh- if you listen, if you try and take someone's gu- an all police officer's gun, you know, I mean, you have every right to do what you need to do. But um, you have that. You have Rodney King, who I think, going back, that was, I think, famous for being right out in the open, right? In uh, L.A., he was just being beaten with clubs. Well, first off, what the fuck was someone even doing on the side of the highway with a video camera? That's a good question. How did they, and weren't they very big and bulky back in the day? Like, could you imagine trying to lift those things up back then? Yeah, they were enormous. It was like, uh, it was like the cameras they used to, like, film, like, real, real movies. And, uh, <laughs> God, God, yeah, it's like these fucking Wait. enormous things. So how the hell did that person have that back in the nineties to shoot even that? 
I don't know. I don't know. But that was dead wrong. That that you can clearly see, you know, like the guy was not resisting arrest. So that that was clearly, you know, that you can see was clearly. No, wrong. he was. So he okay. totally was. Rodney King. Oh, was he resisting oh, arrest? Fuck Rodney King. You know what? Rodney King was high as fuck. He was speeding. He could have killed so many people by his oh, actions. He could have? Okay. 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 Good. He, All right. Good. He I should not have been beaten the way that he was because. There's just no need for that. That that part was fucking disgusting. Right. Just put someone down, put him in handcuffs. That's it. You know, that's like, it. And that's where it ends. You know what I mean? You know, rough him up a little on the way to the car and you're done. But <laughs> a little uh, sucker punch yeah, to the but, chin. But that's anyone. Listen, if I was if I were arresting a fucking 90 year old man and he was mouthing off to me, I'd give him a little fucking pinch. I'd give him a little goon hand on the way to the car. You know what that is? A little bit. What's a goon hand? I want to know. That's that. when uh, when you're walking with your wife and you don't want anyone to see that you're being a dick to her, but you pinch okay. you pinch that little piece of fat on the inside of her elbow oh. as you're walking. So it's like you grab her by the fat and you just start guiding her to the car. <laughs> oh. No wonder how no wonder how you how your wife gets into a car. I know you do that shit. I know you pinch. <laughs> I've goon handed her before. <laughs> You've definitely goon handed her. <laughs> but yeah, I would just goon hand everyone on the way to the cruiser. I wouldn't beat the shit out of them, camera or not. Like you're a fucking police officer. That's no way to conduct yourself. That's no that's Correct. no way to even treat another human, let alone uh, someone that you're paid to protect. Correct. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're there to serve and protect everyone. So that I'm I'm with everybody on that. I think that where this ends up happening is now it's the reverse effect where now police officers aren't being able to do anything. Now, I will say George Floyd now in this case. So we're now going to fast forward. We talked about Rodney King. We talked about Ferguson. Oh, no. Uh, Trayvon Martin we didn't discuss. So go, we got to go back to now. We got to go through the history. Trayvon Martin, he was the one with the... Uh, this is so funny. I'm like a white historian that knows nothing about like black anything. I'm like, it's like I'm listening to an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> was it all about a hoodie? Was was it shoplifting? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... I just know that 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 was kind of unjust as well. So I will say, and you know, now looking at this kind of pattern, I I do kind of get an understanding of why people are seeing it's these very large moments where I think the punishment didn't justify the crime. So I do get why these little you know these things are kind of leading up. Now that's kind of building and building, and now with George Floyd. Everyone has a phone, like you were saying. Everybody. You cannot get out of a situation now without knowing the fact that you're going to be all over YouTube in like seven minutes after any incident happens, after the upload. I mean, it's it's crazy. Now, everyone knows everything about everything. Yeah, it's basically like, you know, cops have body cams and those are our body cams. So now the question becomes, is it more of like, is it more of the big, those big, um, happenings or is it more everyday and systematic right so did something like the starbucks bathroom incident was that something also that led to this because that's more of an everyday type of situation that happened that wasn't just this big police thing that was just an everyday system it's systemic i guess you can call it right and i mean it's partly systemic um i you know we should revisit the way that law enforcement is trained because there are some areas where I feel like they train them really well and they do have Correct. to pass a lot of physical and psychological exams in order to be cops. So it's not like there is no test and everyone gets to do it. Um, no. But I don't and, think... 
So I don't think the system's completely flawed, but they do need to be retaught how and when to use force. Yeah, but and I agree with you. But then the other flip side of the coin, maybe this is just me because I have a huge soft spot for, let's say, soldiers. I mean, you know how I feel. Uh, you know, I thought you were going to say cakes. Well, no, that's true, too. I'm, I'm, in fact, I am getting a donut at my favorite donut place later today, so I'm very, very excited. So you're right. But um, I, I'm a big believer. How do I put this? I think that it's hard enough to become a police officer. So now you have to deal with the fact that you go out into the world. You could you could come to your, back to your home every night or you could not. That's just baseline. Then taking that from baseline, you you have to now navigate an insanely opinionated world where everyone has a view of how you should be doing your job every day, every second. So how do you conduct the way that so you're supposed to be security for the world, but you're supposed to do it in this lighthearted um way where you're supposed to be mother Teresa, but yet you're supposed to carry a gun and then defend and shoot someone to kill them if there's a problem do you understand the spectrum that like basically like you have to be bipolar tripolar everything polar amy polar i don't care what polar you are <laughs> but you've got to you you had like just the sheer amount of one side to the other that you'd have to go to conduct your business now as a police officer you have to go from nicest person in the world to like brute force like army marine soldier under a microscope so it is systemic because like what would make you want to be a cop these days at the end of the day then what would make you want to be a police officer very very little to be honest i think it's very very difficult to be a cop now you've got like your bosses and your boss's bosses that are always breathing down your neck you've got to worry about how the media is going to react to what you do you have to react to how the citizens are going to react. You're always worried. Basically, like like you said, like you have to be fucking bipolar yeah. at all times. Imagine being at a job where you were forced to have this mentality as though you were, let's say, walking down the street. You can't just pretend like it's just you walking down the street. Like you almost have to treat it as though it's you and your mom and your wife and your kids all walking down that street together. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yes. That has to be your mentality at all times, because technically, like the same way that you're protective of your family and the people you love is kind of how you have to treat your community and the people. And so you're there to protect them. So if something crazy happens, like if you see one of these videos and somebody approaches a cop and they start getting in their face like that cop technically is trained to have to think a certain way. Like they don't think That's of it right. the way that you and I would think of it. Like I would just fucking be like, all right, keep walking, you know, get the fuck out of my way. Like a cop has to think to himself, this person can kill me. This person may have 10 people hiding around the corner. That's right. Because you're wearing blue, just because you're wearing that, that uniform. You, you now, uh, are always have to be in like a heightened state. Always. Kind of like a, like a guinea pig. Do you ever see a guinea pig, Andy? A guinea pig is constantly having a heart rate. Did you ever see that? Go up to a guinea pig. Just say hi to it, right? It goes, hey. <laughs> well, not like a dog. I mean, it doesn't bark, but I mean, the funniest thing is just go for all of you. Just go look at a guinea pig. All right. That's all you need to know. That's probably how a cop has to act like a guinea pig with the eyes totally open, just looking around like this and go, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's part of the, the, the crux of now doing your work. And, and I wonder, you know, not only that, but you also have to worry about like political motivations on top of that too. So there's just people out there and then it's 
everything about politics, right? So now do you think that it's it's about the politics of it all, like Antifa and other organizations like that? I think that's kind of an easy target because you can blame just about anything on politics and still be in the right. Oh, I do. I do. I mean, I, if I can't fit into this underwear this morning, I'm like, goddamn. I'm like, goddamn politics made me eat watching CNN for hours or anything that I'll watch or, you know, just can't find my other sock. Yeah. Like exactly. Like underwear doesn't fit Democrats. Can't find my socks. Republicans. <laughs> it, wait, what are independents good for? My grass isn't cut. Goddamn independence. If you watch any early videos about Antifa and who they are and what they represent, like you'll see that the majority of them they're just a bunch of privileged fucking white kids with nothing but time on their hands well that's interesting you say that Ann, because i actually think that part of part of the movement right now is based on that because unemployment has never been higher so they came out with unemployment rates for may and they they claimed it was 14 percent. but in reality i think that there's another source that said in reality it's really 19 percent. they're padding the numbers um but there was over 42 million people on unemployment so if you think about it one out of every almost one out of every five people now has nothing to do with their life so all right so you can think about it. count and like all right this guy may be working shit job this guy working a job he maybe mildly likes this job work, guy works a job he likes this job guy you know uh this girl works maybe something she likes and then this person has nothing to do and do that every five times that person with nothing to do now this this whole movement may give them something to believe in they may not have their own mind or something to believe in or something to do so this gives them like a higher purpose so i think there's a lot of people that are now tornadoed into that don't yeah, you think i think so i also think that a lot of these people are very manipulated by social media, whether they realize it or not, because I can absolutely guarantee that had this come out in the news and Facebook and Twitter didn't exist, a fucking fraction of these people would be out there demonstrating. Not And not because oh, they're and- not aware, not because they didn't hear about it, but just because they wouldn't be as manipulated by everything they read online. Yes, because now everyone can chant anything at any second. I mean, you know, at at the end of the day, you can do so, you could do so much that, you know, I mean, think about it without social media and all half of us would be dead now because all of us would have went outside thinking everything's okay. You know, no one would really know that much. You would have to wait. Think about before we had computers and cell phones and everything like that. You had to wait to get your news from a newspaper, which is the next day. Or if you were lucky, the evening news that day would kind of try and like wrap it up for you. But you'd only be able to, you would only be listening to a news source once a day. You'd be getting like one opinion, one time a day, and that's it. And then you discuss it and that's it. I mean, it. I'm not discounting the internet and what, what its capabilities are. I think it's a very powerful tool. And I think that the information you can get from it is fucking remarkable. But it's too much because now everyone has a voice. And if you're listening to every voice on, on social media, one, it's overwhelming. And two, the majority of it is bullshit. So if everybody's just exchanging bullshit, it's like, where does the truth fit into all of this? Truth and nothing but the truth. So help you. Is that how it goes? I don't know. I haven't been to court since a month ago. So oh, has it been a whole month for you? I'm always getting bust in for things that I didn't do. And I'm air quoting didn't do, but everything's motivated now just by the sheer amount of volume of what you can hear. The other side of the coin is, is this potentially for 
monetary reasons. So is it not for the politics? Is it for the for the money that could be gained by this? And there's very different ways that you can account for the monetary reasons. But like, what do you think about like? Where is Reverend Jesse Jackson and all this? Why the silence now all of a sudden? You know, he's not touching this thing with a fucking ten foot pole. That's that's right. What, but but my my question is why? If he's if he if he considers himself a leader, you know, finally Al Sharpton came out with something um, earlier this week. He came out with with something that was. But why why wait so long? Why because he's so calculated, right? Because he because he cares about the monetary aspect of what this all could bring. Don't you think? Basically, this entire thing is being manipulated and overdone by the media. Just like, you know, the virus was and pretty much just like our day-to-day lives are. Yeah, well, not only media, not only media but it's also like figures that you would think, right? Um, because to me, there's people out there who are now getting involved. Right, you're talking about sports players, right? A lot of sports players, um, they're black. I mean, okay, let's think about this. Um, actors, there is now. I mean, you know, think about think about how do I put this? So there, there's a big divide between people that you let's say will accept, not accept. I think people are more willing to accept people no matter what race religion whatever if they're super successful smart and funny right like think about it. look at look at some of our biggest comedians like like uh, chris rock dave Chappelle, aziz ansari right everyone thinks that these guys are at the top of their game they're black correct aziz i mean ansari isn't black no okay he's from he's he's an indian he's an indian guy from south carolina okay so he might as well be white yeah (laughs) but if you're passionate if you think clearly and for yourself i mean you could still basically accomplish anything you want i mean it may take those guys 10 years versus someone else who took five it may not be because of their skin color um it could be their skill level you know their intellect how lucky they are well yeah but my cat my point is that I think that the only way to actually squash the inequalities is, I guess what I'm saying is education, because the the only way to, to make it, to kind of like make it not go away, but at least more of a understanding that everyone is on equal footing is intellect and progress, right? So we we talked about the the successful people like that what about sports players super successful mostly black what about actors um not uh, people like that morgan freeman james earl jones no one would care i would listen to morgan freeman say anything anything this is one movement it's happening right now but i've wanted to pick up causes in my life i've wanted to you know, fight for my right to party. But is there another cause that we can pick up? Is there something that, let's say, you and I have, have talked about? We're approaching the same end here. I know exactly what you're about to say. Okay, wait. I think, we, I think we're on this, but all right. Who do we both identify as? <laughs> fat people. Fat people, exactly. The fat. The fat. That would be a great name for it. The fat. It's like a villain. <laughs> I would love that villain. He can never move, barely. He huffs and puffs. The, um, 
the fat movement, right? I mean, I, or, I mean, I guess we call it a lack of movement, so it's more of a, a, a fat thing. It's the, not a lot of movement, but that's a cause. Fat people need to be heard, right? If everyone else can take up a movement, we take up a movement. So what, what's our ask? And my ask is it would be equality for the fat. We want it to be thought of as capable and hardworking. I mean, are we is, is, is an entirely different story, right? But I, yeah, we may know? not be in the NBA or we can't fit in a race car, but <laughs> Brandon can barely fit into his size 44s. But, uh, <laughs> but look, fat guys, they eat a mean puss. <laughs> yeah. They tell a great joke and yeah. they're loyal to most people, typically the ones that are smaller than them. That's right. And by the way, 44 is a lucky number, okay? And so it's not just the waist, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, like maybe we have a mission statement, right? I don't know. Maybe uh, here's my mission statement. To make people feel more comfortable around the more rotund and understand their plight. I mean, that, I don't know if that has a ring to it, but we can spitball back and forth. A mission statement for, the, for us. We don't diet. All we do is riot. Well... That's more of a slogan than a mission statement. It encompasses um, both. I mean, I guess we. I guess that's pretty good. We come up with other slogans. I don't know. Large and in charge. I like that. It rhymes. It's quick and easy. It does. Or we go with I don't know. Don't judge more fudge. <laughs> <laughs> that could go for uh, another community of people also. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. We could double dip. <laughs> I don't know. With these slogans, it's, it's not really giving much legitimacy, right? Maybe it's just playing into stereotypes. Yeah, but right? stereotypes are always true. Okay? Why can't we all just embrace the stereotypes? Because all <laughs> stereotypes are is humans revealing patterns. So why is that so wrong? You don't like it? Change it. But don't bitch about it. People are just stating the obvious. Right. So you're saying that that fat person, because they feel they're being pigeonholed into something. That's the whole point I was going back to before. So exactly. If a fat person feels pigeonholed, then show that you're capable. Show that you can stand for more than 45 minutes without needing a, a chair break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> show that you don't need an every hour hoagie break. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, show that you can actually do work for extended periods of time. Right. So, I guess, in theory, we need to rise above it and show capability. Absolutely. In any group or culture, there's going to be stereotypes. Everyone says fat people smell. Yeah, they do. Unless they bathe, like, three or four times a day, your fucking fat, sweaty, baloney tits, they're going to start to get a little funky. <laughs> You're going to build up that fucking that cheese under your tits. So, then, we really are just saying you got to change who you are, then. I mean, re realistically. Well, if it's a stereotype you don't like. Wait, so wait, I'm the union leader. I go out there, I fight for our rights, and then I turn around to them like, all right, guys, you need to change everything about you. Okay? Well, it's not everything. <laughs> Look, there's plenty of stereotypes out there that, you know, I could care less, you know, if uh, if somebody was like, oh, yeah, the, look at that muffin top. And there's things that I wouldn't change about my habits. But then if there's things that did bother me enough to where, let's say, I was like, this is a fucking bullshit stereotype. I don't want to be looked at this way. Then I would make a conscious effort to do something about it, not expect everyone else to accommodate me. Right. Uh, right. The whole point is we can't all accommodate every little class of person. Right. At the end of the day, we should just strive to be the best people we can be. Doesn't matter the religion or race. Or gender doesn't matter. Just be the best human being exactly. you can be, and that means that means mentally, physically, the things you do. So then, should there be a counterinsurgency for the fat movement? Should you have cells 
of people, you know, who are just striving to uh, try and change those people? I don't know. Will they need help? Fat I don't cells. know. Will, will it stop being laughed at? Fat cells. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the legitimacy of the large? Or does the fat bring something to the table? Besides a bib, of course. Well, it could also bring diabetes and limited clothing selection. Right. So we're constantly making fun, which is funny, of But there course. definitely is it's such great. a thing as fat shaming, fat prejudice. Like, when I was much bigger, I saw the way that, like, some people looked at me. I noticed it. Oh, yeah. They were dis- disgusted with you. Like me. I was it, disgusted it, with myself. Correct. It's how I look at you every day when we do this show. <laughs> I mean, nothing's changed on my face. <laughs> I don't even care like how much you, you like, lose. I would go on, like, a job interview or something like that. Like, I could see how certain people would look at me. Some didn't care, and others were easily put off. Do you remember you and I had a legitimate friend who was over 400 pounds? Yeah. He would break stuff. I mean, he said that he worked in a pet shop, and he would go up to the tanks, (laughs) and he would break the little step stools sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny. I, I don't care how much legitimacy... When you're breaking those tiny little step stools and it says max weight 250 and you go up to it like, it's not my fault. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Max weight doesn't always mean max weight. It's like eating something a couple days after its expiration date. You're taking that chance. Yes. It means maybe. It means let's see how this metal can break or not break. Yeah. And it's funny because he was saying that he would go into every job interview and he said he would say... And because of his uncoordinatedness, you know, he'd break like tanks, like fish tanks and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, maybe you should change the way that you live your life then. I mean, if you're breaking tanks and chairs. Do you remember he, do you remember he went into a movie theater? He um, went to go sit down on a movie chair in a movie theater. And all of a sudden you heard crunch. Like you seriously heard crunching. That chair was never the same. So, like, on the other side, I could see people getting pissed at something like that. Like, now you're getting to a point where you're breaking things. Your your body is actually doing something to somebody's property because, because you are who you are. You know what I mean? At my old job, I used I when I would interview people, if somebody really big came in, and he, granted, I was really big. <laughs> if, someone, if someone my size or bigger came in, I actually had to second guess it and think to myself, like, do I really want to hire this person? <laughs> like, are they too fat to work here? Are they going to perform well? Are they going to spend half the day in the bathroom? That's, that's hilarious. You're like a self-loathing person. <laughs> you, you, were, you were self-loathing. You hated look. You were the man in the mirror. You were Michael yes. Jackson. You know, you want to look at the you didn't want to look at the man in the mirror. That's what the, the deal is. One other thing is access to better health care. But, like, if we all had access to better health care, maybe fat people would have a better understanding of maybe health care and movement and programs for them. And, or would that corrupt the system? I don't know. I was having this tugboat in the insurance pool lift, lifting rates up, you know, higher. How much time and money are you going to actually spend on educating people on something that's easily prevented is it though and is it easily present prevented or is it a, a sickness is it a problem it's it, a disease is it a disease is my inability to stop myself from eating pies a disease or is it a mental disease is it like is there something that i need to tell me to stop 
eating ho-hos. Is yeah, it? it's bulimia. That's the other side of the coin. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat whatever you want. <laughs> right. No, that's pretty good. But it's funny. We're like the worst representatives of this group because all we've done is make fun of them for the past 10, 15 minutes instead of, try- <laughs> instead of trying to help. But I want to help. And the way that I can help is I want to help them with the riots. And if everyone out there, if, if right now there's a Black Lives Matter riots all over the country, why not? Why not us? Why not we have our own movement? Let's try and picture this, okay? You're busting them in. That would be a severe challenge because where do you put all the rascals? Where do you put all the walkers? And where do you put all the oxygen tanks? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe their version of rioting would be riot by proxy. And then they just have thinner, more energetic people do the dirty work for them. Oh, my. Yeah, like loot the Greek restaurants and then they can keep the cash you keep all the tzatziki sauce to go with your spinach pies and moussaka. Oh, and the pastizio. God, do I love the goddamn pastizio. Oh, it's like a like a Greek lasagna. God, they, they know how to live. The Greeks know how to live. I mean, they really do. <laughs> oh, they did a couple thousand years ago. They did. Oh, the grape leaves. I can just eat grape leaves with anything. But if we did have to leave the house, you'd have a bunch of ambulette services picking them up one at a time and just pouring them out onto the steps of their town hall like a wheelbarrow full of pudding <laughs> we're trying to give some self-dignity and respect and we're trying we're trying to say we want to help these people actually get to the point will they be able to be spread out the riots uh, well actually most importantly talking about spreads will there be spreads at the riot you know without craft services and a promise of six squares a day they may not come there's one thing the fat people do love though almost as much as food and that is sex hmm. let's say you couldn't get the food hmm. what if you just promised them a bunch of saigon whores if you promise fat people sex you'll have a million pound march assembled in no time i do like that we call it the million pound march i didn't think of that <laughs> now <laughs> i do like the but i'll be honest with you with all these people that we're talking about a million pounds is not going to get to that many people and i mean you figure 500 a, a, a person See, I mean, I'm no mathematician here, but all right, let's let's do the dividing. All right, we do a million, and let's divide it by an average of uh, I don't know, four hundred. Right? So you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at twenty low end. You're looking at twenty five hundred people. All right. So I mean, that's is that a huge? Is that changing? I don't know. I mean, I guess. I mean, you start off slow. And, it's, it's a movement. And will those 2,500 people have the energy to chant for long periods of time? I don't think so. No, definitely not. They need to keep it short. Real short. Like double uh, XL or go to hell. <laughs> give me rice pudding or give me death. <laughs> <laughs> a patriot. <laughs> don't tread on my pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, hmm. I, you know, the the only thing about that is also traffic. You got to think about the traffic. How do all the delivery companies get in there? Because I'm I'm assuming a lot of I'm going to be ordering DoorDash, Uber Eats for all the food they would order anyway. Let's say we can't get craft services there. Do you know what I'm saying? How do you yeah, get that through? Now we're treading into rich fatso territory. Okay. We're going to need some funding from Lizzo and Steven Seagal and Chastity Bono to helicopter in some delicious treats. Oh, that's a good or, idea. Yeah. Much like the mysterious piles of bricks that have been showing up at all the protest sites, those overweight financiers can pay to leave mysterious piles of egg rolls, Domino's pizza and canned frosting. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. The canned frosting would probably be a little tough. I think the P 
pizza in the well, but it is portable, so I can I see your point. You can we just need something to dip the egg rolls in. <laughs> Canned frosting. <laughs> <laughs> think of who we were dealing with here. Let's let's get into that then. What other do you think we can get funding from some of these uh, stars? I mean. Why not? Uh, what what other stars? What other husky stars do you think? Do you think we get uh, our old friend Gerard Depardieu, who we haven't talked about in months? Do you think we get him back to uh, do some of the funding and some of the campaign ads? I think we can get him, Gerard. If you're listening, put down the vodka and write us a check, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was so charming. What happened, Gerard? What happened? You were so charming. Listen, the bigger question is, you just talked about a mysterious pile of bricks. Is that real? Supposedly, yeah. I mean, people have taken pictures of them, and, um, you know, it's it's happened in a number of places in in all different cities. So it's not just, like, one pile of bricks in one city. It's- Crazy town. And, and just to think, there are small businesses, mom-and-pop businesses. People have just, they, they go in every day to try and just put food on the table for their family. And you have to worry about these fucking assholes just coming by, throwing bricks, looting your place. For what reason? Was it? What is it? What did they do? And what is it going to accomplish? And that goes back to what I was saying of people with nothing to do. Or now there's an underlying theme of of um, looters are trying to probably intermingle with people that are trying to actually peacefully protest. And they were just this is giving them the backdrop to be able to do that. But. I don't think fat people are going to throw bricks through the wall. And here's the most important thing. This is the question that I want answered. So much like like what's going on right now, there's white people that are coming to the cause for the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you think like what would be the equivalent? Would skinny people come to the fat movement? Yeah, I mean, there would have to be skinny sympathizers. You know, wearing double XL shirts just to show their solidarity. <laughs> Destination XXL has an amazing quarter, 15% up versus last year. <laughs> the only retailer that's adding stores. Like there's there's guys with like a 30 inch waist wearing size 50s. Oh my God. You have to cinch it like a cinch sack. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is all these causes. So let's give everyone a platform. We might as well give everybody a platform. And then maybe what will end up happening is if we give everyone a platform... Maybe everyone could be heard. Maybe there can be a sense that uh, everyone is, if everyone gets a platform and an understanding, maybe everyone could start coexisting a little better, understanding each other a little more. Um, instead of the riots, let's make meaningful changes. So maybe this is a great twenty. rest of the 2020. I say we, we do this. Well, if there's anything we can learn from today, it's that everyone should have a voice. They should be allowed to have a voice. The I, I think everyone's life matters, and I don't. I get I get an understanding of why the protests are happening. As long as, to me, as long as it's peaceful, I get it. It's when the rioting happens, you know, that's when I think they the the loss of the understanding of what is needed. But I I totally get it. I support peaceful protest, um, and and I think that. Once we can start to listen to everyone and start to heal a little better, I actually think the country would be better for it. So I get it. But uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to another awesome episode of the Try Not to Laugh podcast. I am Brandon, and with me is the boy who rioted fat. I'm Andy. See you later. Fat lives matter. Later. Fat lives matter. Thanks for listening to TNTL podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share on all obligatory podcasting and social media platforms, or we will find you. Yes, that is a threat. <laughs>